The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome to a very powerful evening and a very powerful guest, an extremely powerful show. 2011 has marked an energy of action. For those of you that don't know that every year has a certain energy about it, it is meant to instill within us, awaken within us a certain type of quality. And 2011 has been about action, about people stepping into their power, about people coming together, about aligning. And this is all in regard to our own evolution. There's a big day happening. Tomorrow. It's 11, 11, 11. And tonight opens that gateway as we have a full moon opening into that energy spectrum. This gateway that is opening on 11, 11, 11 actually catalyzes the energy so that we support a quickened stepping into the different places that we each have to go in our own evolution and that coming together in a conscious evolution of humanity in a combined evolution as we are all connected as we move into 2012 i'd like you to know that 2012 is the energy of building that is the energy surrounding that year numerologically and so everything that is put into place between tomorrow which is 11 11 11 and 12 31 2011 which is another 11 11 date will be catalyzed so that it can actually be pushed forward, be actually supported to move faster so that as you move into 2012, anything that you have begun will accelerate. My guest tonight is one of the initial individuals that really founded the the evolution and the human potential movement. Barbara Marks Hubbard has been called the voice of conscious evolution of our time by Deepak Chopra and is known to be that through many in the industry. She is the subject of a book, a new book by Neil Donald Walsh entitled The Mother of Invention. And there's no doubt that there is no better voice to speak about conscious evolution, which is the evolution of evolution from unconscious to conscious choice than this individual who has been able to see so much, interact with so many, and bring such wisdom to the planet. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Barbara Marks Hubbard and welcome her to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you. It's a very auspicious moment, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. As you state, uh, we are in the wake of uh, pregnancy, waiting for a birth that is about to happen. And you are very much speaking about in many venues, whether it is online, whether it is in DVDs, whether it is on television and radio, about birth 2012 and what this really means for the planet. 
And before we get into that full spectrum of what all that entails and means for all of us, I think people need to have an understanding that about the fact that, that consciousness may have been evolving for billions of years, but conscious evolution is something different and is something new. Can you speak to that, Barbara? Yes. If you think of the long sweep of evolutionary history from no thing at all to the great flaring forth and energy, matter, uh, early life on this earth, multicellular life, human life, and so forth, you see a tremendous rise of consciousness, freedom, and, and order through complexity up that chain of existence. But I think something happened in 1945 when the United States dropped the first bombs on Japan. We woke up to the realization that by our own intelligence and our own actions, we could destroy our world. We could destroy our life support system, and that was even before the advent of environmental threats and all the rest of that. We didn't know. We just hardly knew we had an environment. So that wake-up signal is the signal that we're moving from unconscious evolution toward more conscious evolution. That means that we know we're affecting our own evolution by everything we do, the babies we have, the food we eat, the cars we drive, the wars we fight. We also know that we could destroy by our own acts or evolve ourselves. So the wake-up call for humanity is to know that we are an aspect of evolution evolving ourselves. It took the 13.7 billion years to, on this little planet to create a biosphere and then a noosphere, a thinking layer, all of these telecommunications and social networking, and to wake up one species on this planet that it could render itself and other life extinct or evolve itself and change and transform itself and the world. We are born during that crisis, and I call it the advent of conscious evolution. Now, you have talked about how we really woke up at that time when that bomb dropped, that that was really part of what allowed us to see that we have this ability to destroy ourselves. And there has been so much fear, particularly in the last year and a half, put on such things such as the date that the mind calendar predicts, 1221-2012, and all of these things, which has sent people into a lot of fear. And I'm, in my mind, I think we do need to be concerned. We do need to be aware of what's going on in the world, and we need to know that we have that ability to destroy ourselves uh, if we continue in the way that we are. But how do you feel uh, in regard to a lot of the media blowing up the fact that the end of time could be that 1221 period? Because I don't want people to have a fear of something that is not exactly going to happen, but but allow that fear to be an understanding that this is a time to make a choice. This is a time to set forward new right. actions that we can actually change the destiny of a history that we have now put into place. Well, I think that's exactly right. And whatever the Mayan prophecy and other Hopi and other type of prophecies, as far as my understanding of the Mayan prophecy, it never said the end of the world. It's a phase change. And they were very brilliant at understanding the galactic uh, evolution of, of, you know, of matter and uh, life on this earth. However, the fact is something is coming to an end. 
a certain form of self-centered, self-conscious growth is not sustainable. So it's, it's possible to exaggerate that and make it doomsday as though it's a prophecy of doom. I don't think so. I think it's a signal that we are evolving or, or we will, or not. And so day one, December 22nd, 2012, has been selected by many of us as a time to celebrate what's being born, what's working, what's new, what's emerging in a planet in crisis. And what you know when you study evolution is that crisis is a signal of innovation and transformation, or not. So, But in the tendency of evolution, it always is. So we're looking at our crises as something that is passing away and something that is being born. And in that very dangerous crossover point towards breakdowns and breakthroughs comes conscious evolution and the planetary celebration and convergence of what's creative. That could make a difference in the kind of transition we have. I don't think we have any choice about the fact of it being a transition because life is not sustainable this way. But what kind of transition, what kind of birthing of a planetary co-creative species, that's in our hands. And birth 2012, December 22nd, is a way to celebrate our first birth day of the emerging civilization. And when you look at it, there are signs of it everywhere, in every field, in that whole Occupy movement of people getting together not only about what they're protesting, but the fact of wanting to be deeper community, wanting to have more equality, wanting to be open to new ideas. This is an uprising on the, in the human species that's happening. And we want to celebrate what's coming, what's coming forth. Absolutely. And what many people don't know, and I don't know if you are even familiar with this, Barbara, is this 1111 uh, signifies also many gateways. And that 1221-2012 is actually another 1111 gate. It is the third in a series of these great openings. So it only makes sense that the next day would be a birthing. And it only makes sense that we would have to have crisis or discomfort to even want to change. In most cases, if we don't have something like that, we would all settle into our lives and just be happy with what is. But we have to have that angst sometimes to initiate us to move forward. You know, this is a multi-billion year tradition in evolution. (laughs) Species don't just change just by wanting to change. There's always, you know, a, a threat Often in past species, they would overpopulate, pollute, overcompete, uh, overshoot their environment. And either they learned to uh, synergize with each other and their environment, or they're extinct. So nature seems to be providing crises and cr- providing responses to that crisis. The only difference today is that we're aware of it. That's why it's become conscious. And another thing, I, you know, a good analogy about birth is a baby is doing fine in the womb until about the seventh or eighth month, and it begins to get too large for that womb. I've had five children, and I'm very aware, as all mothers would be, of that weird feeling of this overgrowth in the womb. That's on the biological level, a signal that the baby has to be born. 
if it weren't for those labor pains and that overcrowding, the baby wouldn't know to be born. So if you take the analogy into a planetary birth, it's probably natural that we overpopulated, polluted, reached a limit to growth on a finite planet, which we didn't even know we had a finite planet. And then we gradually began to see, oh my God, if we continue, we'll destroy our life support. Then millions of people started to wake up. We had the first Earth Day after the lunar landing. We've had, you know, 50, 60 years now of the awakening of I don't know how many millions of people. They've been named cultural co-creators. You could call it uh, universal humans, homo noeticus. Uh, There's a type of human waking up everywhere. And I think Mother Earth is giving birth to a co-evolving, co-creative human. And that ultimately we will all be like this, but some people are attracted to what's emerging first. And they're pioneers. I'm a pioneer. I'm sure you are. A spiritual, social pioneer. And what are we pioneering is the emergence of a co-creative human and a co-creative society, a, a synergistic democracy. This is being born through us now. And my guest today is Barbara Marks Hubbard. But Minister Fuller has called Barbara Marks Hubbard the best informed human now alive regarding futurism and the foresights it has produced. Widely regarded as his philosophical heir, Barbara is a social innovator, speaker, author, educator, and leader in the new worldview of conscious evolution. She is currently the producer and narrator of an award-winning and ongoing DVD series entitled Humanity Ascending, A New Way Through Together. In 1990, she co-founded the Foundation for Conscious Evolution, through which she has developed the Gateway to Conscious Evolution, a global educational curriculum enrolling participants in the developmental path toward the next stage of human evolution. You can find out more about her at evolve.org. You can also find out about a wonderful new program entitled Agents of Conscious Evolution that can support you in getting the training in becoming one of these conscious evolution agents. You can go to the ACE training to find out more about that and, and connect with a lot of her amazing material. Life happens in cycles, and those cycles include births and deaths. We are simply going through another cycle. We have gotten larger for We've gotten too large for this planet, too large for our problems, too large for the constraints that we've placed upon ourselves, and it means that we have to change and birth into a new way. We have to emerge now into a new human, allowing a more co-creative and synergistic society to unfold. Again, my guest is Barbara Marks Hubbard, and we are discussing Birth 2012. We'll be right back. Connect with her at Evolve.org. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 
11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. The November-December issue of 1111 Magazine is now on stands nationally, and you can also access the online editions at 1111mag.com. Featured in this issue is our guest, Barbara Marks Hubbard, on a wonderful article that goes into some depth about Birth 2012 and the work that she's doing, along with wonderful articles with Jack Canfield, Dr. Jean Houston, and Ayama Van Zant. So I hope that you will allow yourself to peruse the articles, and take part in the self-care artisan-themed issue that 1111 Magazine has put out currently. Right now, I get so many emails of people that are feeling the angst and the pressure that this year has brought forward a lot of different crises and changes in their lives, from financial to relational to social to personal. Everything is being changed and affected. And during our personal crisis, we also are experiencing current planetary crisis because old systems have to break down and change, and people are leaving their organized religions behind or allowing themselves to expand in a different way, experiencing the awakening of spirit and spirituality. This is the time to listen to the voice of the higher self, the one voice that's calling us. What is happening is that this crisis is inviting us into a birth, one to become a more universal human. That is the next stage in our evolution as we continue. Barbara, can you talk about the universal human and what that entails, what that means for us? You know, it's, it's a lovely phrase. It has seemed to me, and first of all, looking back, we've been, we've been Homo erectus, Homo habilis, Homo neanderthal, Homo sapiens. And I believe that about a couple of thousand years ago, some great beings came in, like Buddha and Jesus, who were prefiguring the next stage of human evolution. And it was more than most people could do. So religions formed, dogmas formed, because people couldn't do that. But what's happening as we move into this crisis and convergence of what's emerging spiritual, social, and scientific technological, that we are on the threshold of 
shifting from the creature human to the co-creative human. The creature human has an animal body and an eternal spirit and dies. A co-creative human has so many connections via communication and life extension and moving into space and you know 4.7 billion cell phones that this human is becoming universal and a universal human i don't think we have a full model yet but is connected to the heart to the whole of life is awakening from within by a deep inner impulse to express and create like you and I on this phone, a universal human feels like it's got a kind of understanding of cosmic universal consciousness and seems to be very attracted to what's emerging toward a future that isn't fully known. So instead of trying to hold on or react, a universal human is attracted to the emergent and then becomes an evolutionary leader because that impulse within is calling us to greater action, greater fruition, just like it did for me. I was like born in 1929. I was born before any of this was known. And then in my marriage in the 50s, I had five children, and I didn't know what was wrong with me because I was getting depressed. And gradually I discovered nothing was wrong with me I loved my children, but what was happening was something you wanted to be born in me. Mm-hmm. So that was the young universal human. Another word is the co-creative feminine, co-creative masculine. The co-creative feminine is a universal human, it was very young, who is activated by the creativity within to evolve beyond whatever pattern you're in right now. And because it's an emerging world, most of our inner callings, inner drives are not, have no label. You don't go to school to learn it and there's no pay. You don't, there's no job. You have right. to make it. So you have to become expressive of that creativity and reach out to others and become to some degree entrepreneurial which I think in the small scale particularly uh, is a freeing enterprise system. You get freed if you find collaborators in what you want to do and create something. Yeah, Barbara, so, that sounds as if, that sounds as if uh, life or consciousness is asking us all to step into more of who we are. It's asking us to be willing to experience ourselves to a greater degree, whether yes. it is through our expression and creativity or whether it is through our entrepreneurship, but really asking us to step forward and be willing. And is that part of this pathway of this universal human? Yes. So when you feel that urge inside yourself to be more, to express more, you are giving birth to that universal human in you. And then the universal humans begin to create a universal humanity or a larger culture, which doesn't exist yet because we don't have a universal humanity culture, a co-creative society. So we are pioneering in building the culture the society in which we could fulfill our, our, our greater destinies. It's just like if you think of the ancestors 50,000 years ago in the caves, look what they did. They built a totally different culture. 
from that early humans. We're going to build a totally different culture from current humans. And if we get through this crisis, that culture will probably create a species that we have never seen before on this earth. There may be others in the universe, but it would be a species tapping into the infinite source of creation, uh, tapping into zero-point energy, actually probably living and working in, in space beyond this planet, probably being in touch with other life. You see, when you really want to think of birthing it the whole way, even in the next 50 to 100 years, if we don't destroy our life support system, we're going to see the outlines of a new species. That's what I think. Now, for people that are going through these changes right now, and and there's a group that would say, I'm evolving, I'm doing the work, I'm I'm really moving forward, but my partner doesn't seem to be caught up with me, and how do I make them, you know, catch up with me? How do we guide couples or in, in moving forward or supporting one another or is there a way that men and women are different when they become the evolutionary man and evolutionary woman? Well, that's a very good question. Of course, it's different on all individual scales. But in my current teaching, Agents for Conscious Evolution, which you can get through Evolve.org, my, my website, what we're saying is that one of the first things, if you are an evolutionary agent, if you feel that attraction for what's emerging as a young universal human, one of the first things you have to learn is communication so that you can learn to express to people you love and know, much less the larger audiences, what is being born in you. See, when I got married in 1951, I loved my husband very much, but as things started to feel constricted to me and I got depressed, I never knew how to tell him. I didn't tell him anything was wrong till I wanted a divorce. Mm. Well, that, that was way back in the 50s. But now, that if you have a partner that doesn't get it, which is very likely, and it's more likely that it's the women who are moving forward and the men who would be resistant, that's often the case, but not always, is then you have to really say how you're feeling what's happening, see how the other person is feeling, express your excitement, and don't reach out beyond the relationship to, you know, different teachings and partners and so that you don't depend everything on your relationship because sometimes you can't, it can't work. So if it isn't working easily, you don't need to separate or run away, but just keep on growing. Don't let anything stop you because it will make you depressed and sick if you do. Now, you made a comment, and I want to clarify for people so that they understand that 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 statement about men and women being different and sometimes women moving forward faster than men, is that because women have been more emotional and are they more uh, apt to study? Is that the reason that oftentimes women move forward on that spiritual path rather than men, and what can we do to support the men in allowing them their space but also uh, assisting in their growth? I think there's something very deep, more than cultural, going on here, and I call it a bioevolutionary event, 
we began to discover in the 1960s that we are overgrowing the uh, population. And it's grown up very, very fast. And now we're over 7 billion. And they say we're heading for 10 billion. I forget what year it is. Maybe it's 2020. Something like that. Now, that population can destroy the world. I found myself, and as part of the women's movement in the 60s, that there is rising up in the feminine a shift from that urge for procreation and giving birth to the child, which is deep in our psyche and body. That urge started to rise up into the heart and into the creativity and into the vocation, being wanted to express our own life purpose. And it wasn't really just cultural wanting to be equal with the men. We wanted to give birth to something new, something more. And as that started to happen, this happened to me, I believe the woman's body is actually sensitive to this unconditional love of what's emerging. Like we fall in love with the unknown child, and giving birth is very painful. And when you see that newborn, it's a mess, but you love it. I think women are patterned by their very hormones to express creativity, express the authentic feminine self, which we haven't really seen for thousands of years because we've been in a patriarchal structure. And when we do that, what we yearn for in the men is that they do that too. We're not looking for just simply the soldier or the controller or the the person who's going out for the providing and we're staying at home having the babies. That's no longer what most women are, are wanting, certainly, that they have a choice. So I think the women are going first. The patriarchy is showing its limits. The feminine co-creator, the universal feminine woman, is coming forward everywhere She's very creative, and she's attracted to the same essence in men. So there are many men now who are becoming evolutionary men, who are saying yes to the essence within themselves, who are stepping out of the old patriarchal structures, seeking a more cooperative and participatory relationship with women instead of trying to dominate and control and win and provide And I think that it's harder to be a man than a woman today. It's definitely the age of the woman, whereas we, I feel deep empathy for men because their role hasn't been all that comfortable. They have and to I'd, be the... I'd like to talk more about that, Barbara, after the break. We are speaking with Barbara Marks Hubbard. She is a pioneer in the human potential movement and definitely a voice regarding the evolution and birthing of our humanity and our planet into a new way of doing things. What we're asking you is, are you interested in now stepping into evolutionary spirituality, in allowing yourself to be the evolved human, in allowing yourself to move forward and birth a new time and a new place where things are more synergistic and co-creative are you open to the changes that are occurring being for your good and are you allowing yourself to discover the agent of conscious evolution within you if this is a calling that is within you then i invite you to visit evolve.org and explore the agents of conscious evolution training in this way you will be able to discover how you can get the steps and the training to achieve this ability to 
step into this new evolution, to step into this new humanity, and to allow yourself to be part of this co-creative birth that is taking place on the planet. You can connect with Barbara Marks Hubbard at Evolve.org. You can also find out more at TheAceTraining.com and also many different courses that are taking place now with Barbara at Shift Network. We'll be right back with Barbara Marks Hubbard. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. We are most definitely at a moment of choice. We are at a place where we are moving forward and can step into conscious evolution. This is a place where, at the personal level, the awakening woman is making her life's energy available for co-creation. She can place herself in the place of birthing and is allowing her masculine energy to also arise so that she can learn and value that feminine way and create something that is holding for the collective that will allow more support and more creation and more synergy to unfold. In this moment, the evolutionary man is being asked to attend to and support that awakening woman. This process could be called an unfolding toward a dynamic and fruitful androgyny. I'm speaking with Barbara Marks Hubbard, a prolific author, visionary, social innovator, evolutionary thinker, and educator. She is the co-founder and chairperson of the Foundation of Conscious Evolution. She's recently partnered with the Shift Network as a global ambassador for the Conscious Evolution Movement, a shift from evolution by chance towards evolution by choice, and is co-producing a global multimedia event that is Birth 2012, in addition to uh, offering an Agents of Conscious Evolution training course. You can find out more about this at Evolve.org. You can also connect with her at TheAceTraining.com. Barbara, we were talking about the evolutionary man, and I had to cut you short on what you were saying. But he is evolving in this process, It is, uh, and he is sensitive. It is just a stepping back uh, in support of that woman that is happening so that she can unfold 
into something uh, that she has been held back for for so long? I think it's a natural phenomenon. First of all, we need fewer babies. That's one thing. The shift from procreation is fundamental to the human species. The men are designed to, you might say, they have so many seeds they could have innumerable babies, whereas the women have one at a time, usually. And so that role of the male for, you know, just inseminating the human species with more and more children is is dwindling down to chosen children and then the old the old functions they had of uh, winning and competing and fighting to survive is also showing itself to be able to destroy civilization so they have to come forward now as co-creators and uh, my old friend Timothy Leary used to say men do what women want and it may well be true that we wanted protection. I think it was way overdone with, with the abuse of women, but there was a certain degree of protection so we could have the children. That's necessary. Now we want to give birth to our own creativity and a, and a world. So we need the men to do that with us. And I think of, I'm an evolutionary mama. I'm giving birth to something for this planet. And the men are absolutely as needed in this birth as the women, just as they are in the biological births. The woman, first of all, can't get pregnant without the male seed, and then she can't take care of the baby without it as well, even though there are a lot of same-sex couples that seem to be reproducing. But you need somebody by your side to take care of you while all of this is going on. So I think the age of the co-creative man and woman is is coming forward and will be rep- rapidly developing. So as we look at this in that individual sense of the evolutionary man, evolutionary woman, what does this mean for society? Because I know that in the past it always has seemed that all of the power and the control has been from the top. And for us to shift into this more co-creative society and one that really is conscious about how we're using our resources and what is being done to to change things environmentally, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen if we just look at the top. No. You know what? It can't happen from the top because the top is structured into domination and control. I mean, just look at the President of the United States and see the difference between his campaign and that winning of the election and that what happened when he got to the top of the power system. The oppositional forces are so great that whatever you think about President Obama, it's almost immobilized. <laughs> that, that the structure of power at the top, or if you go to the top of global corporations, you see they are actually structured to maximize profit. And they, they become predators to the environment and to the population. So they're now get being threatened. And then if you go to the top of the nation, of the, um, let's say, the university systems, there's a real challenge in the educational system. The higher up you go, the more specialized you get. And the structure of the university is all these separate disciplines. When I went to Bryn Mawr, I wanted to know what is the meaning of our new power that's good? Where where do we want to go? How can I participate in going somewhere? There was no there was no subject. 
Mm. My father used to say, Barbara, you're the best in the field, but there's no field. (laughs) Well, currently there is a field. It's a crisis of the whole system breakdown, whole system breakthrough. I forget what your question was, but there's a whole there's a whole new multifaceted co-creative discipline arising of whole system shift everywhere. So if if the power now has to come from the people and go up, and we are actually the ones that can initiate the change, it, that change is not necessarily going to happen from us individually doing. It is. That is the birthing and the creativity. It is the ideas that are going to come forth and then being willing to band together and collaborate. Is, is that what is going to really allow that power to the people to really make the changes? Particularly I think when we're so. looking at environment and some of these things that there is so much control of from the top. Well, I think that we're in transition. And so, like in the movie Thrive, there, it's, it's, although there are many wonderful ideas in it, the central theme is if you follow the money, you, you end up with control and built-in inequality by the very structure of the, of the monetary system. And so people like Bernard Leotard are talking about monetary democracy, which means different currencies that are designed to create wealth rather than to um, congeal wealth in fewer and fewer hands. So I think that uh, all of these questions are just in transition, and there's a lot of innovation out there, but it hasn't fully engaged in changing the system enough. So I would change a word to say, I don't think we're trying to get power and then send it up to the people in power. I think the people in power, like heads of state, heads of corporations, um, heads of universities, heads of organized religions, are actually holding the fort for the new to show up. I don't think they can do it. And I don't think we're passing power up or speaking truth to power, even though there needs to be shifts in in the Congress and so forth. I think it's going to be a lot more like Occupy movement where they have protests, but what's really exciting about them is they're creating something new. They're having a huge conversation. Uh, There was a a wonderful letter from Tom Attlee today saying that apparently it's open source and it's also like open space and that if you go down to one of those Occupy movements, you can start a conversation that you feel is needed. And those who will be interested will congregate around you. And some brilliant people are coming in to give their ideas because there's somehow more of a a fertile field than there is protesting something else or just trying to change Congress. It could be that we're coming, that that just as we shifted from monarchy to democracy, that we're shifting from top-down democracy to a more synergistic democracy supporting these multiple conversations. And it's more than just consensus. It's actually co-creation. Barbara, it sounds like what you're saying is it's a real shift from ego to essence. Yes. On the personal level, the egoic self is that local self that's working for survival that has... Uh, ambition that has desire and upsets and jealousies and angers. And each of us has a deeper essence that's one that's whole, that's peaceful, 
that we tap into through our own higher self. And what this recognition in my book, Emergence, is that each of us, when we shift identity from the local, separated self to the essential self that is one with source and one with essence of the universal consciousness or God, we become peaceful and whole. I I had an interview this morning with Neil Donald Walsh on Hay House Radio where I have a show called Barbara, Conscious Evolution with Barbara Marks Hubbard. And he's come up with the view of God he calls beingness where you tune into the level of your being that knows it wants to be loving and creative and you tune into that beingness before you do something. So you're you're making a actual conscious attempt to be that loving self that you can be. But you need attention and choice to do it. And so he says before every meeting, before every event, he is focusing on how he can be in that experience. And that beingness is for him the aspects of, of the divine. And speaking of Neil Donald Walsh, he has just come out with a book that is based on Barbara Marks Hubbard. It is entitled The Mother of Invention. Barbara Marks Hubbard remains a leader on the growing edge of the women's movement, supporting the emergence of the evolutionary woman, the feminine co-creator, who is calling for the next level of creativity and partnership between women and men to guide our world through our current challenges and opportunities. I invite you to explore Barbara's uh, wonderful new program entitled titled Agents of Conscious Evolution. It is an online program that is very interactive with a full team where you can get the support and the tools in understanding how you can step forward as an agent of conscious evolution. You can go to evolve.org to find out more about that. You can also go to theacetraining.com. We'll be right back with Barbara Marks Hubbard. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are 
listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Consciousness and evolution have been around for millions and billions of years, but our step now is into conscious evolution and the birthing of a new humanity, a birthing of a new way that we can do things. We are at a critical tipping point between extinction or evolution, but we can shift that by allowing ourselves evolution through choice rather than evolution through chance. I am with the mother of this conscious evolution movement, Barbara Marks Hubbard, and she has created an initiative entitled Agents of Conscious Evolution Training for those who feel called to be global leaders and catalysts in the movement for a positive future. Barbara, I'd like for people to understand what that means. Many people may not know, they may have a calling in their heart, but may not know what Agents of Conscious Evolution means and how that may actually resonate exactly with where their heart is is beating. Yes, thank you. The idea, first of all, agent means that you want to be an agency of expressing more of your potential for the creativity of yourself and the world. And so to do that, the agents of conscious evolution, first of all, gives you a new story to go by, which is the whole evolutionary story where you see yourself as part of that story. And you realize that the impulse in you for more life, more creativity, is actually the impulse in of evolution as you. You get like a lift from the greater force. Remember that old phrase in the science, whichever of the big science fiction movies, the force is with you? Yes. You see yes. that the force of creation is with you when you become more creative. And then we go through what is conscious evolution, what is evolutionary spirituality, but there's a lot of dialogue. There are people from many different countries. There are a couple of thousand students now, and probably this one has maybe 400 students from all around the world on it. So when you join the Agents of Conscious Evolution training, you become a member of a communion and community of pioneering souls. And so many people with these ideas feel alone, feel the need for greater connectivity. And that's what the Agents of Conscious Evolution training can actually do, is connect you up. And then we form circles, and these circles reach out to other circles, and then people get to be part of the planetary team working for the larger planetary shift and the celebration of our planetary birthday. So I just hope that your listeners will want to check it out. It's it's uh, written up on my website, evolve.org, and it's called Agents for Conscious Evolution Training, and you'll see it right there. You just click on it and look it over, and it's it's archived. We do it every Tuesday evening from 5 to 7 Pacific time, but it's archived, and you can listen to it whenever you want to. There are transcripts. There's a special website. There's materials. We give away some movies and some wonderful meditations, and I think this probably most of your listeners would just love it. Now, I may have many people out there that are saying, 
my idea. I'm not sure if it's big enough. I'm not sure if it's good enough. I may have people that are out there saying, well, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm this, that, or the other. Tell people what turned you from a housewife to a futurist and how you can start with that seeding of an idea uh, and, and move it forward. And, and I, I say that because so often when we have a community like what you're talking about, like the Agents of Conscious, for Conscious Evolution training, it really allows a, a place of nurturance and warmth so that whatever seed is sitting there can start to unfold. You know, it, it's it's so true. I, I was at that time, way back in the late 1950s, early 1960s, I felt completely alone. And what actually changed my life when I met one or two other people with the same uh, urge and yearning for greater expression and greater uh, participation, and then I realized that I wasn't just neurotic or alone, I was connected. The beauty now, if you're feeling that, you just tune in and you'll find others. And I think the key is saying yes to that, even if you feel depressed, that depression is a sign of something wants to be expressed. Well, I've always heard that depression is a cry for creativity, so it's so much in line with what you're saying that that creativity is stirring within and really wanting to come out. And you cannot do it alone. (laughs) You cannot do it alone, and it's not just necessarily about uh, finding a guru or finding somebody who can teach you, even though I'm serving almost like an evolutionary uh, midwife here is that you're going to find so many other people like yourself and most of them you know are not big well-known leaders they're women lots of women who are stay stay-at-home moms there are people over 50 who are feeling maybe my life is passing me by who suddenly are waking up and feeling they're part of a great movement which is true so I don't think, uh, I think the key is do you feel something emerging in you that you want to cultivate? If you feel that, then, then there's, that's a place for you. And just so that people understand that this is a birthing, because so often when we are going through crisis and challenge, we want it fixed right then. We want right, it right. in that moment. And I don't want people to have the misconception that December twenty second, 2012 means all of a sudden everything's going to be fixed. This is the baby that's going to come forward that needs <laughs> nurturing and growing. Just like our own personal journey, we're there to experience. So we're going to experience the growth of this new humanity, but that is the birthday of it. It's so right. You, you put that very, very well. It's the, uh, simply the next phase of our evolutionary potential. Is, it needs to be noticed, needs to be connected, needs to be celebrated because it is here. But far from everything being done or changed, it's really like a new beginning uh, uh, because we can see what's failing, but it's really important to see what's working. And that means like a newborn baby, you don't say, hey, well, we're finished now, goodbye. You're actually just beginning. But you have to have a certain help and not try to raise that all by yourself because you can't. You see, it's a collaborative effort. And also we have ways of people finding partners in what they want to create, like if you're interested in health or in in, uh, environment or in energy or in relationships or in evolving spirituality, you're going to find people interested in what you're interested, and that does a huge
huge amount for you. And it's so true. My guest next week is Jack Canfield, and we're discussing uh, his book, The Golden Motorcycle Gang, which you are most definitely included in that book. And it very much talks about connecting with people and how, you know, you came for a purpose and that seed grew and the ideas came together and synergistically the people came together and that community and that support allowed things to grow. So you're not just talking words. You're actually speaking from experience of things that are occurring right now in your life and I'm sure that you're seeing occurring in others. That, that's right. This is this is real-time evolution. This is not about evolution. It is evolution. Well, it has been an honor and a privilege to have you on 1111 Talk Radio, Barbara. Thank you so much for your leadership and your wisdom and what you're bringing to the planet. It has been such a special hour to have you on the show. Thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure, too. Bye-bye. Uh, Join me next week with Jack Canfield and Bill Gladstone, and we will discuss his book, The Golden Motorcycle Gang. Also, definitely pick up your copy of 1111 Magazine, The Self-Care Artisan. And now you can go online. All all issues are archived along with the current in our new online subscription. Access that now so that you can connect to all of the material from the past few years and allow yourself the growth that you need for your own conscious evolution. I'm Simran Singh. Until next week, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.